Welcome to the Swiping Diaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Swiping Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Martins, and today this is a take two of a recording that Christy Price and I tried to do. Christy Price is a matchmaker and dating coach. She's currently based in Florida, but she has clients in New Jersey, Philly, and Florida. Uh, Christy, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ashley. It's fun to be here the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though we already talked for like a half hour and my internet decided to not work. So it's all good. But my we're printer's back. down too. So something's in the air, like we talked about earlier. Yes. Mercury is in fact in retrograde. And if not, it's at least in met- retrograde for us. Currently. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so before we get into the episode a little bit, uh, Christy and I got in touch when Christy reached out to me on LinkedIn a little bit ago. Um, and I remember you were talking to me about like your business a little bit. And I was like, I'm not interested because I'm in a relationship currently, but I would love to have you on the Swiping Diaries podcast. So alas, here we are. I know. It's so. going to be so much fun. Yeah, we actually tried. Um, I actually tried to recruit you for my clients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Zeus. So tell us a little bit more about your business because it is so cool. And honestly, it is something that I thought only existed in movies. Yeah. Well, I do too. My background is executive coaching and wealth management. And when I started this business, it was because I had gotten out of a divorce and it was online dating and thought it was like awesome and everyone there wanted a relationship. And I made a lot of mistakes trusting the wrong people. And uh, and also being in the um, executive coach and also wealth manager, it's kind of a man's world. So I forgot how, what the feminine energy was like and how men really appreciate it. So that's how I got mm-hmm. into this. And um and so now I help people not make the same mistakes I did after divorce. So I actually screen from the matchmaking piece. I meet with my clients for like an hour, hour and a half and kind of go through all these questions to get to know who they are, their value systems, interests, hobbies, politics to be a deal breaker these days. Um, and just, you know, yep. values and what they're looking for in a partner. And then from there, once I have an idea of what they're looking for, and a good grasp on it, then I introduce them to people, men or women, uh, who are like-minded and are mutually aligned with their life and their relationship goals. And I concierge the whole date because my clients are busy, so I set the date up, um, make the schedule, and then I do a little text intro to be like, all right, so Scott and Jamie, you're set to meet for brunch on Saturday at, you know, wherever. And um, then afterwards, I talk about talk to them about how it went. Um, if it went well, they took it from there. If the chemistry wasn't there, then we move on to the next person. So that's the matchmaking piece. Then there's a day coaching piece where I help people that are like, I can do this on my own. I, you know, the people that hired me for matchmaking can, but they're not either meeting the right people or they don't have time for online dating. So the online dating right. piece, which is what you're talking about, I help people write their profiles, uh, look for red flags when online dating. Um, you know, not waste too much time when you're online dating and making sure you're getting to the date and not just going back and forth incessantly with text messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, I help people with confidence building, um, getting over the fear of rejection, like the art of attraction, like how do you flirt on a date and where should you be sitting and all that fun stuff. Right. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I feel like you meet such like cool people doing that. And a piece that I think is super I think 
important is like, I feel at least when I was, you know, using the apps and stuff, like you helping people find a solution for a first date, I feel like is so helpful because I feel like, you know, people are nervous that they don't want to like, you know, suggest the wrong thing and make the other person feel like weird. So I think that's a really cool thing that you do. What's your go-to like date for your clients or does it depend? It depends on who who they are and their interests. So I do everything from fun dates, like ax throwing or something like a coffee and a like hike or walk to brunches and uh, cocktails and appetizers. I do, I stay away from dinners because it's like too much pressure and they're eating and all that. And usually sometimes you get stuck across the table from the other person. You cannot create an attraction when you're sitting across the table. You should be sitting beside them or doing some fun activity. So that's kind of the dates we do. Interesting. I actually thought, huh. I feel like you're making me like reconsider my whole dating life. Cause I feel like, not that, so I agree. I definitely think like something more fun for like a first date is like the way to go. But I don't know. I guess I just always thought like a date should be like in front of the other person, you know, like not sitting next to each other. So like why, so why sitting next to each other versus like in front of one another? Because usually you have a table right between you. So you can't create any attraction. So um, when you touch someone, there's a bonding that goes on. I'm not saying like you're groping the person beside you. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> but if you're sitting beside somebody or adjacent at a corner of a table, like a four top and you're both like adjacent, at least if you want to like, kind of like brush up against the person or be like, oh my gosh, and touch your shoulder or whatever, um, you can get to know them better. And there's not like a, a, a physical object blocking your energy either because your energy is right beside each other or adjacent. That physical object also blocks that energy. And if you wanted to reach out and touch someone, Touching their hand is just way super awkward when you're just on a first date. So, but if you're right. leaning in and like, oh, I didn't hear what you said, and you know, touch their shoulder, would you repeat that? Uh, you can gauge where a person is. If they pull back, you kind of know where the date's going. And if they are like into it, you kind of have a better idea um, how it's going. And it's just mainly for creating attraction because you really can't do it if there's a um, a block between you. You're looking straight ahead at each other. My mind has just been blown. <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I feel like at that point, you're dating smarter, not harder. Because like you said, like you already know the per like just based off their body language, how the person feels about you anyway. And like, also like if you can't be in like a close space, I guess like that's kind of like why at first I was like, oh, like, no, I totally want my distance from the person. Like keep them on the other side of the table because- yeah. I don't know. I guess just, I just felt like it would be like, oh, that's too like claustrophobic for me, you know, to have the person sit right next to me, you know? Um, But for a partner, like they're going to be next to you and close to you a whole lot. So that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, but it's more energy. And if also you'll feel that repellent energy too, if you're kind of closer to them. I mean, like you're not sitting in someone's lap, you're just sitting beside them. So. (laughs) Right. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. So message for everybody first date either do something fun something that you're into and sit next to each other if yeah. it's going to be a dinner date mm-hmm. i think that's the i best. love that yeah so for I example that so I have one client um several clients that are nervous before they go on a date so if you do an activity there's not as much pressure right so that's fun too and also if you're laughing and it's something fun you're increasing like dopamine and like, all the feel-good hormones and you're decreasing cortisol which is that fight or flight so right 
there is science behind this people. That is so cool. That is awesome advice. And I feel like you could even like take that into like, you know, even if you're in a long-term relationship, you can still do those same things in your long-term relationship to kind of like maybe reinvigorate that spark. You have to. Everyone thinks that, I don't like the word work in a relationship. You have to work at it, but you do have to keep connecting and doing fun things and do, you know, kind of getting out of your comfort zone together. Uh, I think that's really important to keep that spark alive. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, yeah. love it. So what does like a day, I know you touched on this a little bit, but what does like a day in the life of Christy Price look like? It's utter with chaos. Your type of work? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like to say hot mess express. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm back to back all day, which is great because I love what I do. But um, we constantly recruit. So I have recruiters on the field in Philadelphia and all over. So uh, I'll be interviewing new, uh, new people for my clients. I'll be coaching clients um, and talking to new clients. And then I also do events. So actually, I have a singles event coming up in Philadelphia at City, at City Tap House next Thursday from 6 to 9. I just remember that. So it's free. So I, we do events, too, to help people connect and meet other people. There's, there's nothing better than meeting people in person. Yeah, totally. What kind of, like, games do you play? or like? I don't know. Like I'm thinking of, uh, so I recently just watched Schitt's Creek with my boyfriend and like oh, they did a that. singles night. Yeah. Me too. And like they did the singles night where like, you know, they had like, um, like a lot, wait, did they do the lock and key thing or no? Yes. I forget. But so they did that. And then they also did like kind of like a musical chair situation where like you speed date. So like what kind of activities do you do in your, at your singles events? So to be honest, um, I went to a lock and key with a client of mine. So I'll go out with clients sometimes where I have other staff that are younger that will go out with clients uh -huh. and kind of be wing women and wing men. Um, and I went to a lock and key event and I was so creeped out by the men just coming up and trying to like um, put their key in my lock because like, it's on your chest. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you hold it. Yeah, the lock is around your neck and they'll just come up and not even say anything like, oh, am I a match for you? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I took my lock off and I was like, you can do this on your own. So I'll do some events. Um, so just know that, ladies, if you're going to a lock and key event, you will have you having the lock around your chest or on your chest, and guys will be kind of coming over there trying to figure out if they are a match. Um, so what I do is I don't really do games so much. Um, I'm there to mingle and introduce people. I have other people there too. And it's really low key. It's more like a happy hour. So I've done that. I've done bike and oh, brunches. Nice. So I'll do activities like a bike and brunch and things like that. But I haven't done any speed dating too, because a lot of people do speed dating. So I just kind of make mine a little different where it's just low key, come have fun, have a cocktail and meet other people. Or we do like some activities. That sounds like so much fun. And I feel like that's a lot less awkward. Yeah, I can only imagine too, like with, I've never been to a lock and yeah. key event. But right. I can only imagine, first of all, poor placement. Why do the girls have to be the lock? You know, especially if it's right. going to be like, oh, we're going to just put this key right up at your chest. Yeah, it was so, uh, yeah, it was so off-putting to me. And I'm not shy by any means, but some of the creepers you get at those events speed dating included. That's why speed dating too. Like you get stuck in front of someone for five minutes and be like, what am I doing here? But it is a good way to meet a lot of people um, quickly. So, um, right. so, so that's one good thing about speed dating as well. And then there's city swoon. I think they do a pretty good job. So for, and for women, that? it's great for uh, the men don't, a lot of times don't get, uh, don't get feedback. So I think like we have 80 people coming to our event on Thursday, like you're bound to meet mm -hmm. someone, if nothing else, a good friend. So that's why we do events. Like I love that. that. Mm -hmm. 
It's fun. I love that. And I like that it's more of like a networking event where it's like low key, you have a fun activity, maybe, you know, just there's no pressure, I think, which I feel like if you're going to an event, I feel like at least for me, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, okay, I need to come out of here with someone or a phone number. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it's just like very nice and low key. And that is totally up my alley. I, even, I love it. Yeah. I even write it. It's a singles event, but it said, come, come meet a friend, a business acquaintance, or possibly the love of your life. So it's like just real chill. Like you shouldn't have a lot of expectations because you'll get let down, let down a lot. And plus that, that energy yes. comes off that needy energy. So it's good to just go have a blast, uh, have a good time. And, and that attracts people. Yes, totally. I feel like, and also like when people are smiling and like genuinely like laughing, I agree. Like no one's going to want to be with someone who's like miserable all the time. Right. Yeah. You're spot on. Smiles are contagious, right? So if you're smiling, people want to approach you. Yeah. 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 I agree. And then. I said, that's a good point. You brought up the smile. That's a really good point. Thank you. I know one thing about dating (laughs) and that's to smile. Yeah. So what is your method then, like when you're looking for matches for clients, like what is your method to like see if clients would be a match? I know something that like, like I want to hear your full method, but something that really stood out to me when we first had our initial conversation over the phone when we met was that like opposites don't necessarily attract and stay long term. Yes. Mm -hmm. Attracted. So I want to hear more about like your method for figuring that out. Yeah, because it's true. I mean, opposites may attract um, sexually, you know, that you have that spark and you're like everything, but long-term, a lot of times it doesn't work. So I work with active, positive-minded singles. So for example, if one of my um, people I work with, they're not going to be well-suited for someone who's a couch potato. Just, it's not going to work out. Like they're going to be out doing their thing. Their their spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend's going to be on the couch. And they're not, so couples that play together, stay together. So what I look for, right? So I look for people that have obviously they're aligned with their value systems. That's super important. And then have similar interests. They don't have to have the same interests. That's boring. Like you want to have the diversity. So, you you know, you can teach your your boyfriend something or vice versa. Right. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Well, and then it's more fun that way too, because like, so my boyfriend's also like into Legos and I've like never really played with Legos when I was younger. So like, it was really fun for us to build like, a Lego flower bouquet together. Cause it was like, Oh, like it's him showing me something. And like, I had him come on the podcast before too. So it's like, he gets to like then participate in like my activity. So it's cool. And it keeps things like fresh and interesting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that, I think that's those kinds of things are so important. And then some things that are a deal breaker these days with my clients are politics. So it makes that- sense. Yeah. So in that area, like I make sure that they are in line with what they want because it's almost a value system to some people. And then that that was never a deal breaker for all the years I've been doing that. But the last two to three years, it's been, you know, it's been very divisive for some people. And then religion. So some people, that can be dependent and determined if someone wants to have children. Uh, You know, if you're Jewish, you want to raise your kids Jewish. So you should take those in, in consideration. Some people are open. But if that's something that's important to you and you're ready to have a long-term relationship or marriage, that's something you want to think about. That is so important. I feel like, especially when, at least, like I said, I can only speak from my own experience, but when I was swiping back in the day, 
yeah, I just like never really took that into consideration all that much. It was just kind of like, ah, it's fine. I think this person's cute. So, and then I wondered why it didn't work out, you know, because like value systems are not the same or like, you know, maybe we would hang out once and then it's like, oh, well actually like we don't align at all. Like we would not get along. I'll have her on the podcast too, but there's one of my friends, she had an issue where like, you know, politics was just like a huge divide. I mean, this person was also crazy, but like <laughs> a politics was like really strong one way for the date. And she was very strong the other way. Yeah. And I, I don't know if like social media has heightened that. And that's why like people are more divisive about it or what? I don't know. I think, yeah, the, the news, the media, I feel like all the news, no matter wh- what you watch is all just skewed. It's more like, a, um, what's it called? Reality TV. Like it's not really sticking to the facts and it's really divided people because there's so much hate through the news and both presidencies as well, you know, just yes. fighting like, like their children. And I think that people just kind of started choosing sides. And I think that's what started it. Um, it's been going on for a little while. People were kind of like, oh, I prefer someone conservative or whatever, but or liberal. And now it's like, I won't date a Trumper or I won't date a liberal. And it's just, it's our society's gotten so divisive over politics. It's really sad because we're all Americans, right? We should all love each yeah. other. Yeah. But that's not happening now. And then and the other thing I forgot to mention too is kids. So that's super crucial. If you're going into some relationship that you want to actually get married, Uh, if you're just playing around Mm -hmm. or just having, you know, you're young, you're not ready for that. That's one thing. But if you're ready to get married, you need to make sure that you're aligned with your partner's um, uh, needs or wants in terms of having kids. So I've had several clients come to me that have hired me. They're like, well, I really love this person, but I really wanted kids and they didn't. And I thought I could change their mind. So you don't want to stick in something too long if you're already in it. And, you know, you're, this girl was eight years out and she couldn't, you know, that's too long to try to um, convince your boyfriend that uh, he should have kids because um, you're wasting time as women. Also, time matters. So those are some yes. really important things. That is so true. I feel like, yeah. And now with, you know, starting like after college, coming into the workforce, I had, I knew of people that ended up like breaking up with their significant others because they didn't align on the kids topic. And I remember when I heard that for the first time, I'm like, wait a minute, that's a thing people worry about. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Yeah. And I feel like there's also some sentiment of like, I can change them. Like you were saying, and it's like, honey, you waited eight years. You're not changing them. (laughs) You're not. Yeah, you're not. So yeah. And I was one of those. Um, I don't have kids. And I never wanted them. And that was a problem with my, um, well, he changed his mind after we got divorced. But um, of course, <laughs> I was very, very clear. Like I love children. I was a professional horse trainer. I love the kids I work with. I work with kids all the time. Um, but mm-hmm. I never had that want to reside of kids. So I was very clear with um, my, my ex-husband. And we were broke up for other reasons. He was a great person. We just kind of grew apart. But um, right. that, was a, that was a thing that I made very clear before we got together. So I think it's important. And I see a lot of people lose a lot of time dating people trying to change their minds and it's not worth it. Right. And then like just the emotional baggage, I feel like that that carries too. like that can't be fun. Yeah. You know, and I feel like they're just suppressing that. And it's like, you know, it's going to come up eventually. Yeah. Just deal with it and move on. But it hurts. So I get it. So what I want to know is 
what excites you the most about your job? I feel like, like you were saying earlier on in the episode, it's chaotic. So there's definitely never a dull moment, but like what get like what gets you up in the morning and like wanting to keep helping people out in this way? I just love helping people. I've been a coach my whole life in different capacities. So when people say to me, like Christy, I when I, um, for coaching, um, I came to, I was felt so broken or I just didn't have any confidence. And now I feel like a rock star and I love my life and I love what I'm doing. I can go talk to anybody. And I get that a lot from my coaching clients that, you know, they feel like I've really helped them grow as a person and they love their life now. Not that they didn't before, but they really feel whole and they feel confident and like they can just like rock the world. I love that. That So that really is rewarding to me, especially I've worked with some people with social anxiety and confidence issues and just really helping them feel like they are rock stars because we all are rock stars. We have to find our unique potential and what makes us awesome, right? So yeah. it's, just, it's just helping them find their, you know, their groove. So that's for the coaching. And then for the matchmaking, just having people um, find love after struggling for so long and being so in love and seeing them grow together and marriage and kids, it's really rewarding. I can imagine, it's like, because you did that. You made that happen. I can only imagine like just the, like you said, the rewarding feeling that you have. Like, I'd be so happy. Like, yeah. heck, I even like, I didn't purposefully do it, but I introduced friends to each other that are now getting married. You're a matchmaker. However many years later. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the same thing. And you're helping people too but, with your podcast. Yeah, I guess I never think of it that way. I think of it as like, oh, like this is just for fun. But yeah, like, that makes me feel good. Like, hopefully, like if there's, hopefully people can get something out of this, you know, and I, yeah. I think, I, well, I, yeah. you're great at what you do. So I'm sure they are, they are getting a lot out of it. Thanks, Christy. Sure. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Something that we talked about when we first spoke to that really resonated with me is that, you know, you really help people like feel good about themselves. And like, you make sure to like, before you bring them into you know, the whole process that you go through is like, you want to make sure that they're happy because if they're not happy, then like, it, they're going to be miserable. So like, do you like have, to, like, is it like a lot of coaching to get them to a point where they're feeling good? I guess I'm just thinking of like listeners, like, you know, if they're feeling like kind of crappy about themselves, like, are there like steps that they can take to maybe feel a little bit better? Yeah. So the coach, the coach I do with the people that are kind of feeling down and out. I mean, sometimes you just have to take a break from online dating. It can be really discouraging and just focused on yourself. Yeah. You really need to do that sometimes. Just um, maybe write down, I have my clients do that, write down on a piece of paper, like 10 to 15 things that bring you joy and make sure you incorporate uh -huh. that in every day, whether that's taking a walk on, on, you know, walk on school cold trail, or, you know, you like to crochet or play tennis or whatever, but making sure that you're making time for you and being good to yourself is super important. And then sometimes I think we're always taught not, or we're taught to be humble, not brag. And I think mm -hmm. when you're down and out, you start to focus on a lot of the negative things, the things that aren't going right in your life. So it's really good. One, number one, I, every day I tell my clients to write down five things they're grateful for um, and say them out loud too in the morning and at night. And at night it's even better. So if you go to sleep, with a positive attitude and focus on the great things about you and what you're grateful for, your brain really takes that in while you sleep. So you'll wake up even in a better light. And, um, and the other thing I do is writing down your wins. So people write down their wins. A lot of times, like I said, we're not supposed to brag, um, but write down, 
you know, what you've done throughout your life, what you've overcome that you're really proud of. And if you're down and out, look at those things when you're like, oh, my life sucks, or I didn't do this right, or I feel stupid. Like, first of all, negative self-talk has to like go right out the door. Like your brain takes all yeah. that in, right? So like, mm-hmm. right, just reminding yourself of all the things you've overcome and the things you're really proud of daily helps too. There are a lot of other things I do, but those are kind of quick little snippets I can give people to kind of help feel, them feel better. Because ultimately, uh, it's a mindset. So you have to kind of snap out totally. that mindset. Totally. Oh, where were you when I was super down on myself and I was trying to turn to the dating apps for validation? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think all of us have done that at some point. Yeah. And it makes it worse, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because then afterwards, it's like, okay, I get all these matches and like, I'll get however many, you know, people reaching out to me. And then I'm like, meh. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does like, you know, is it going to make me really, like, does that really add to my self-worth and like how I look at myself? No. Yeah. It's like, um, it's almost like eating like a little piece of candy rather than eating like, I don't know, something that's not going to make me feel like crap right. later. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say a salad, but I'm like, oh, something more fun <laughs> than a salad. <laughs> I love it. But that's so cool. And I think that that's super important. Like you said, like the mindset thing is huge. Cause I remember when I was dating and it just, I would get so down on myself, especially to looking at friends that had successful relationships and they seemed super happy. Um, Yeah. I remember just getting like so upset with myself and then that's when I would turn to the apps and then it was just a nightmare. I didn't feel good afterwards. And then I made like decisions I shouldn't have. And, you know, and I know I'm not the only one with that, but hopefully listeners, like you can take a little bit of the advice that Christy gives or just gave us. And, you know, hopefully that makes you feel a little bit better too. And the one thing you brought up a really good point, because I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, "Um, I feel like a loser or all my friends are getting married or they have relationships and all this other stuff. And ultimately you're better off being alone and loving your life and creating a life that you love than being in the wrong relationship. Like with Facebook and all these social media, everyone looks like hunky dory and everything's you know great and they're so in love. You don't know what's going behind in closed doors. So it's kind of like to keep that in perspective that just because some people are with people doesn't mean that it's like this sort romantic, you know, movie that um, this romance novel. So, and that really love yourself first. I love that. I totally agree too. And actually starting swiping diaries and talking to different people about just their previous experiences with dating and stuff, like it is overwhelming just like the amount of people that say like, yeah, like I was in this relationship and like they posted all these pictures and actually it was just very okay. Yeah. Or, you know, it just like was not the best relationship ever. Like, you know, the person was like terrible to me, but it's almost like they need to like reaffirm to themselves that the relationship's okay. And I see that a lot with Facebook, um, especially with what I do. Uh, everyone look, everything looks good with all the pictures. Even a month ago, there are pictures with this couple and the girl reaches out to me and like, Oh, we're getting divorced. I'm like, but they're posting like, you know, we're after our birthday. We're after, you know, it looks perfect and it's not Yeah, so keeping things in perspective when you're single. And also you want to create a life that you love first and love yourself. Um, so you attract the right run of preschool and you don't get into toxic relationships. Totally. And I feel like the pandemic too, like just 
being on your devices more and seeing all that more, I feel like definitely like made all that like significantly worse. Like now, especially there's so many people that like during the pandemic and now afterwards, there's all these people that are getting engaged. And as much as I think a lot of the people getting engaged, like, you know, are super happy and everything. Part of me, part of me with some couples, I'm just like, and maybe this is bad to say, but I'm like, so did you really want to get engaged or were you just like bored and you saw all these other people getting engaged? So now it's your time. I don't know. Maybe that's cynical to say. I don't know if like the pandemic has like, have, if you've noticed the pandemic kind of like expediting I, any like yeah. response on social or what? Yeah. Cause I think people, uh, I mean, increased divorce rates exponentially as well. But I think people were so locked down and so lonely that they may have latched on to people. Um, it's just like way back when um, I have a lot more people now that they wanted they wanted to have a family, so they just thought, all right, it's time to get married. And if the those people that you're talking about are like at that cusp where they're getting older for marriage, they're probably a little scared, and we, they just got locked down for almost a year and a half. And it's still a little bit difficult to meet people in public because the whole COVID thing. Also, our communication skills are off. I realized mine were off because I was in uh, Philadelphia until two years ago. And I'm always out talking to people, recruiting people on the street. And after lockdown, right. I moved down here to expand my business. And now I fly back and forth. Um, I realized I wasn't walking up to people and talking to people. We were masked up. There was so much fear. So I think uh, people have kind of gotten to the point where they're like, all right, well, this is just, this is it. And um, let's just make it work. And I don't think it's everyone, but I think yeah. that is some people. So you have a good point. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I feel the same way with my communication skills. So that's why I was like, podcasting, this will help. <laughs> I had to get this myself. This will keep me going. Yeah. No, you ha I'm so glad you did that because I had to do the same thing. I had to start doing events and hosting events again and just get out of my shell because it did the same to you, it sounds like. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, I still am pretty like extroverted, but now it's, I mean, one, I guess the pandemic was a good thing because it made me realize like, oh, I do like my alone time and I can like do, you know, activities on my own and be okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I... Definitely like in big crowds now. I'm like, oh my God, how do I interact? What's my name? <laughs> I have a feeling you probably get around it pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fake it till I make it normally. Yeah. But mm -hmm. biggest takeaways from today, and Christy, please feel free to chime in. One, and I feel like we say this every episode, but like love yourself. If you don't love yourself and take time to really like think and reflect on what makes you happy, then like, you know, you need to step back from dating until you figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then another thing that Christy said that really resonated with me was, you know, even if you're seeing people and it looks like everything is honky dory with like other people in their relationships, just remember with you and yourself, like it's better for you to be alone and happy than to be in a relationship and miserable. And I fully agree with that. And as a fun one, if you're going to go on a first date, <laughs> sit next to each other. <laughs> Definitely. Do that or do something fun that you'll both be laughing and enjoying each other. It takes the pressure off the conversation too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Christy, thank you so, so much for coming on today's episode of The Swiping Diaries. I loved having you. Thank you. It was so much fun being here. You have such great energy. I'm an energy person. You have great energy. So thank you. Thank you. You do too. Thank and you. I can't wait to have you on in a future episode. 
Um, Christy, where can people find you? Um, they can find me at christydprice.com. Um, and you can actually, if anyone has a question out there, I do a 20 minute free consultation. You can call me up for free, free coaching advice or information, whatever you like. Um, we are having a new website coming out, but that was, which is kpmatchmaking.com. But either site, the Christy D. Price site will work for now, and then it will get redirected to KP Matchmaking. So either of those, you can find me. Okay, cool. And I will make sure I link those in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, you actually and... make an appointment on the site or call me. There's actually, um, you can call me up. Awesome. So if you want to be up to date with all Swiping Diaries updates, Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swiping Diaries. You can email the show at swipingdiaries at gmail.com or visit the website at swipingdiariespodcast.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, everyone. See you later. Thank you.